Oh, before I start, let me make some announcements. Tuesday Bible studies. You're still going. We're, we're, we're starting Ephesians. Do we need to record at this point? And so we'll, we'll, we'll start like officially with Ephesians this Tuesday. Um, it's on Zoom, um, 7 o'clock to 8 o'clock. Um, and other than that, there's the conference this coming weekend. Um, hopefully I'll all be there. Try your best to, to come with, with other people. If you don't have rides, just ask. We'll, we're more than willing to, to bring you guys. Um, well, Bart is speaking for himself. I will not be bringing you. Don't Our ask me. Do not ask me. <laughs> no, it's at Grace. It's at Grace. It's at, it's at Grace Evangelical. Yeah, you're on the way. Really close to Grace. <laughs> so so walk. Yeah. 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 Friday. I think it's Friday six to nine. Saturday six to nine. Sunday ten thirty to one thirty. Get and then night service. <laughs> and if you if you heard there's a lunch so make sure you stay for that um, and then the next Sunday we have the all youth takeover thing I don't know what to call it but the all youth service um, the youth invasion <laughs> the youth invasion we're gonna invade the youth invasion yes um, Yes. <laughs> we'll be doing announcements. <laughs> so if you haven't seen in, in the group chats yesterday, uh, yeah, we sent out a, a, an Excel sheet where you can put in whatever roles you want to be involved in. And so if you feel that you want to participate, uh, we strongly recommend that you do. Um, I saw in there that there's no limits to people who can be there for worship. Um, you can't have too many people, but just know that we're not like putting a strong like limit to it we'll just we'll just see how many people want to do it, and then we'll we'll adjust based on that um and then there's there's the announcements role ushers prayer and the word so if you feel called to to be part of one of those then please sign up um, soon also don't wait until the last minute and there's also a picnic so don't forget that i think it's it may be the so Saturday. Is it the same day. It might. It might not be the same day. It might be the Saturday, following. before. Oh, the Saturday before. Yeah, just so the day before. Yeah. Oh, that's awful. I'm not sure. Uh, <laughs> I think, I think it's still being decided. <laughs> so we shall see. I don't like it being on Saturday either. <laughs> no, it's not. That's Bye. not Saturday. So the day before. And look, you look at God. Bye. 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 Yeah, not Ripka and so no, right? Man, that's, that's, that's Nardi's two best friends. That's both of Nardi's best friends. See you. Me and Ripka. Because if you do it the day before, then you're not going to prepare. Come on, Nardi. For the Sunday invasion. Me and Ripka will be best friends. You are speaking, aren't you? No, I'm not speaking. You're speaking. I think we all know the outcome of that. We have an, an external source. Like Aman maybe. Someone from Grace. Bro, that would be cool. Well he can't do Amani, yeah, so 
Exactly. Doesn't have to be a monk. So you, you can translate for basically voluntary yourself. Yeah. It doesn't have to be a monk. Uh, yeah. Wait, are you asking? Let's just get to the word, guys. It's almost five minutes since no start recording, so we should start. Um, so today our lesson is about faithfulness, and you'll be surprised that if you weren't here yesterday, um, the the guy, Pastor Bini, was talking about faithfulness. And I'm not no, saying another Bini. Yes. Yeah. That's a lot. That's from North Carolina. The guy that's preaching today. Oh, with all this his really good. kids and wife. Was there a program yesterday? Huh. Well, don't even. But I don't even address this part. Well, she asked. Don't even address this part. You don't know it was a sub lesson. No, he does. No, I'm sorry. Frey and Muscana to a program. Oh, I wasn't there. Yes. <laughs> of course you weren't there. You didn't even know it was there. No, Chino just said you were at home sleeping. It's true. You dropped me coffee. I was at work. Okay, let's do this. Okay. So, let's first define, let's, get, let's go straight into it. So, what is faithfulness to you guys? I want everyone to say something. That's faith, not faithfulness. But it works. It's <laughs> faithfulness. That's not like Abraham having faith. Faith. In Did y'all get what he said? Yeah. No. No. I didn't hear no, that. don't translate it. Say. It's not about changing the circumstances. It's about not changing your stance or your idea about who God is. AKA for foundation. Your belief. Amen. Amen. Something not from yesterday. Faithfulness. Chida said Abraham. Have faithfulness. So I'm going to break it down what faithfulness means because that is a character. Wait, no. He, he's the one that's going to be doing it. You can't break <laughs> it down. This is from what I know. Oh, okay. No, okay that's that's fine. Fine. <laughs> can't take away his point. <laughs> so faithfulness is a characteristic. Like how you said it was faith. That is like the foundation of what happens. It is a characteristic of a person and how they respond uh, for example to a given if you're faithful to something or your faithfulness in marriage you will, you will okay. actually do it regardless yes okay it's the doing part that's all it is not the, so, <laughs> not the hearing part not the, I mean it is the hearing part but then it's also the doing part it has to be together so yeah it, it comes all together full circle faith comes from hearing hearing comes from the word of God. Even faithfulness that should be patient. Right. That does good. Um, anyone else? Israel. Last, last person. You had, you had your answer? No. Oh. Right. I'm sticking to the last chance. Faith without work is dead. What's faith? It's faithfulness. So it's something that's dead without works. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh. Also, the fruits of the Spirit. Okay. Uh, that was actually going to be my plan. Well, yes. Galatians chapter 5. Yeah. Anyone else? One more. Well, like, last call. Faithfulness. 
<laughs> just, just have faith in the Lord. Like, okay. You know, it can take a long time, though. It does take a long time. So, faithfulness, as, as you can like, read the word, it's, it has the root word of faith. So, um, the most clear definition of faith or the most clear explanation of faith is in Hebrews 11 that I know. Um, and Hebrews 11 really emphasizes, oh, while I'm talking, someone pull up uh, Hebrews 11. I'm there. You'll see that uh, while we read this, uh, the, the first few, like the first few chunks, it really emphasizes the idea of faith being something that, like, that you, it's, it's, it's what you are without, what you do without being able to see the outcome or the reason or the, or, or why, why this, why this, all things happening. Um, and so somewhere read whoever's there. Being... Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1. Now, faith is confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see. This is what the ancients were commended for. Shall I go on? Yes, I'll tell you. This. Okay. By faith, we understand that the universe was formed at God's command, so that what is seen was not made out of what was visible. By faith, Abel brought God a better offering than Cain did. By faith, he was commended as righteous when God spoke well of his offerings. And by faith, Abel still speaks, even though he's dead. By faith, Enoch was taken from life so that he did not experience death. He could not be found because God had taken him away. Before he was taken, he was commended as one who pleased God. And without faith, it is impossible to please God, because anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who earnestly seek him. By faith, Noah, when warned about things not yet seen, in holy fear built an ark to save his family. But his faith, by his faith, he, com- he condemned the world and became heir of the righteousness that is in keeping with faith. So, one of the main verses of this, uh, of this chapter is on verse 6. Without faith, it is impossible to please God. Because anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who earnestly, earnestly seek him. Um, like Abraham and Job. You know, yeah, you know, you know, God took everything from Job, but still, he's still, but he's still faithful to God. That's right. You weren't there yesterday, were you? That was good. <laughs> well, I read the Bible five times a day. Yes, <laughs> I read the whole. I read the Bible okay. five times. Good job. Yes. 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 Okay. Not feel pain. Conviction. Shame on the rest of you. That's what it is. Shame on the rest of you. He's like, yeah, I don't think it's actually. You only read it once a day. How do you? He reads it five times. So, like I said, it's impossible to please God because if you have faith, you do things for God. You live in his kingdom without being able to see what your faith does, what, what your interaction with people does. And so if you, if you do everything with, with the ability of, of, of seeing like what will, if, you, if you're able to predict things and what will happen in, as a result of what you do in his kingdom then it's not really faith. If you know that your, your service in this part of church and in this part of church will produce this fruit, then it's not really faith. If, it's, if there's a guarantee that, that you know it'll have some outcome, and if it's good and you do it, then that's not really faith. It's just you know, going with the, the safest option, right? But what God calls us to do is to live. It's not, it's not blind. There's a difference between 
blind and 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 the the right way of, of faith because if you're blindly following something you don't know where it will take you and you don't know why you're following it but we we know why we follow Jesus we know why we have God as our as our only as our only lord and savior right and we know that because you know we we have faith that's what faith is we don't, we don't know like if if someone was to come in and 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 ask us, have you ever seen God? We'll, see, we'll say no. But we've seen what he's done in our lives, right? Yeah. We've seen the effects of his glory and the effects of his presence, right? Mm -hmm. Even in this room, we've seen that. Yes. We've seen it in our lives. And so our faith is, is not necessarily built on, on something that we can like we see hovering above us. You know, maybe like the, in the Old Testament, people could see that, you know? And, and I'd say it's, it was easier for them to believe because they, they could see all these signs and wonders. But they didn't. Mm -hmm. Exactly. So imagine how hard it is for us without seeing all these like, miraculous signs like pillars of cloud and fire and, and like rivers and seas splitting. Imagine how hard it, it would be for us to have faith. So one could argue that our faith is pretty blind, right? But, yeah. it's, but it's something that we know is true, that God, God is alive. And he's 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 been there before. He is here now, and he will continue he'll continue being here. And so, going back to Hebrews eleven, we we, we saw you know, there's there's I stopped being from continuing, but there's a lot of people that and a lot of stories that it mentions that 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 people were were um, exalted by God just because of how much faith they had, uh, and and some of them were condemned because of their lack of faith. Um, you can talk about Noah. And God called him out and said, I'm going to destroy everything that I've created. Yeah. But I choose you to, to build an ark and, and survive this, this uh, punishment that I'm going to do. Um, and there are no signs that this will happen. There's, there's no indication that there will be rain for 40 days and 40 nights nonstop to where everything gets submerged. Like even the tallest mountains get submerged under that water. There's no sign that that will happen. Yeah. But in the midst of, of all that, in the midst of everyone mocking Noah, saying, why are you doing this in, in, the, in, the, in the blazing sunlight? There's no reason. But Noah was faithful to what God has told him. So, as Vini said earlier, faithfulness is one of the fruits of the Spirit. If you go to Galatians 5, chapter 22, it lists all the fruits of the Spirit. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, and self-control, gentleness, self-control. No, you don't have to go through. He didn't memorize it. Shame on you. It's on the wall. <laughs> that wall. Yeah, the wall over there. Let's let's take a trip. Yeah, field trip. So, it is one of the fruits of the spirit. Uh, you might ask why. It's pretty obvious because if you have the Lord's spirit in you, then it's it's something that that comes naturally with the spirit. You, you are inclined to have faith. You're inclined to stay faithful to what God says and what God tells you to do. And like, like Pastor Beattie said um, yesterday, faith is not based on your circumstances. It shouldn't be based on your circumstances. It's, it's, it's this characteristic of a person that overcomes the circumstances instead of changing those circumstances. Um, and it's a, it's a character in someone that, that that doesn't just like come naturally. 
It doesn't just appear one day, right? It, like Chino said, it takes time. As you develop more and more as a Christian, we've talked about the, the sanctification, or justification, and the sanctification and the glorification. That sanctification part is where you grow from, from starting to, to know God in, in baby steps, just like getting to know him. And, and then you're moving on to, to, to developing your faith in a way that, that, that encourages you to seek him more, right? Regardless of what other people tell you to do, regardless of what this world tells you to do. Yes, sir. Um, and, and we were, we were talking Friday about if you were, if you were grounded, um, when we had discussions, uh, there was, uh, me, Mookie, Dawit, and Amman. So, if you remember the lesson that Billy talked about was lies, right? And how, how the, Song the mind. how the devil <laughs> deceives you with sound arguments, right? And... One of, one of those lies that we talked about is the idea that, that we don't know God enough to pursue him. Like, if you think about it, if you can't pursue someone that you don't know, right? But God is not that kind of God. He's, he's willing to accept you just with the smallest amount of faith, with the smallest amount of knowledge that you have about him. He's willing to accept you. He's not going to say, oh, you don't know this many verses. You don't know this many stories about, about me, so I won't accept you until you reach this mark. Until you're, he doesn't say, until you're completely sinless for five days, I, I won't accept you. That's not, that's not who he is. He died for everyone so that all who come to him and, and accept his gift can have eternal life and have salvation. And so with, with this faith, we come to him and enter his kingdom, right? And it's when we, when we look at a person who is who's just entering this, you know, this Christianity as a whole, um, we can't really look. If you, if you don't know the person, if I like, let's say if I don't know Mookie, it's not really easy to to say. Oh, he's he's a faithful guy. It's not something I can I can quickly say. Like, oh, let me guess. I can I can I can look I, I can look about, look at his face and say, oh, he's. You know, his, I can talk about his skin color. I can talk about his height. <laughs> yeah, but I can't talk about his his like personal traits. I can't say he's faithful. So I have to, I have to know him, and, and, and interact with him, and, and basically live with him, to know if he if he's faithful to me. So there's there's faithfulness that that exists between you and God, and there's faithfulness that exists between you and people, right? And if you look back at the the conference we had with uh, with Sammy and and Hannah and. Um, that whole conference, the main thing they talked about is you're, once you're, 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 you have an aligned vision of who God is, once, once that's correct, then your interaction with any relationship with others will, will be aligned correctly. And so it, that also works with faithfulness. The more you're faithful with God, the more you're faithful with other people. That works because when you're faithful with God, like I said, it doesn't doesn't take into account the circumstances that are around you. You're not going to look left and right to see, oh, is this step that I take in pursuing God, is this decision I make going to give me fruit? Is this going to make me successful? You're not going to say that. You're going to step into it knowing that he's going to be with you. And even if you fail, then you know that he's still with you. Because there are days where you know, you're serving and it looks like there's no outcome from it. 
and you, it looks like God isn't with you. It looks like no one else is with you, that you're alone. But you, should, you have to know that your, your faithfulness starts to take, it, it starts to work when, when around all that, in the midst of all that, you continue to do what you were called to do. That you continue to serve without, you know, without fail, without growing weary. We talked about um, complaining and grumbling in Philippians 2. It was like a while back. I remember we had this Philippians, yeah. Philippians 2. And one of the things that I remember, like we, we went into a whole conversation about what complaining actually is. Oh, yeah. And there was a point there was a time where we missed the point of, you know, oh, if I step on like if I if my shoes get wet, <laughs> can I complain about that? Oh my no. shoes. That was totally not the point. Because what what we we, we discussed that the, the point of Philippians 2 is that it says, do everything without complaining or grumbling. Uh, and this everything, if you look at the whole context of it, it's, it has to do with, with the service. It has to do with humbling yourself. Mm-hmm. And so when you do everything in the kingdom of God without complaining and grumbling, you do it through your faithfulness. And because you're faithful, you know that you know, whatever happens to you, while you're serving, whatever happens to you while living in the kingdom of God and doing his work, being his servant, you do it in faithfulness knowing that he will, he will have a way through whatever difficulties you have. Um, and we're not, we're not faithful because we know how to, how, to, how to pray or we know how to worship or we know how to like you know, say all the verses that we could think of. That's not what, like, we can know all these things we could look like the, the strongest Christian, but faithfulness is, is something that, that, is, that is so personal, that's like between you and God, that, that only exists when, when you truly get to know him, when you truly get to know his goodness. Um, and so one, one way that faithfulness, that we can describe faithfulness is, is like loyalty. When you're loyal to God, you're not wavering. You know, you're not deciding, you know, day to day, you know, am I going to pursue God today because I have a free day? You're not going to say, oh, my, my day is busy today, so I, I, won't, I, won't, I won't have time with him. Um, because a loyal person doesn't take that into account. Um, well, if you're lukewarm. Lukewarm. If you're lukewarm, then you're not, you're not hot or cold. That's, that's what it means, basically. Um, and so I had this question why, why do we need to be faithful why if, if God is such a, a good God if God is such a merciful God why does he care that we're, you know, we're, we're faithful day after day why is he not okay with us only seeking him when we want to when we seek him on our own terms mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yes. Uh, question, question. Why do we need to be faithful? Why is that something that God requires of us? Like we read earlier, he condemned people because of their lack of faithfulness. Yes. Because you'll see in, in, in a lot of the prophetic books, you'll see that God describes people of Israel as an adulterous woman. Because... God was once, the, you know, the, if you look at the story of Israel, 
God is the one that rescued them, at the, that rescued them out of the land of Egypt, out of their, their slavery and bondage. But if you look at all the years after that, after they, they got into the promised land, and even before, it was just back and forth and back and forth and back and forth. Yes. And so this people of Israel <coughs> is one that never, that never settles. Yeah. For, you know, they, they always try to look at the, the, the next thing. The, the, the one, they, they can't just be comfortable with what they have with them. You know? they, they come back to God once and then they, they, they're good with him for a few years. And then they look at this other group of people and they're like, oh, we want to worship their God. We want to make altars for their gods. So again, why is it so important to be faithful? Why? What's the problem of, you know, if, if God is ready to, to, to reach out to you every day, then why can't you just come back tomorrow and take a break today? Take a break. Oh, somebody speak, please. That's messed up. Deuteronomy 6 4. Huh? Oh, hear Israel. For the Lord your God is one. Faithful. Love the Lord your God Love with all your heart, with all your soul. Yeah. So the, the deal is what? I am your only God. And you shall have no other gods before him, which is the, the first commandment. No. He is. So it's, it's, it's basically about when you got into this relationship, Everybody's. it's not an open relationship. Right? It's not an open relationship. It's a very closed relationship. I don't know what that means, by the way. If you don't, don't worry about it. You don't need to know. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, the, the, that's the deal that they made. And so... When you when you make the deal, you can't you, you can't break it. Like if, if God's initial uh, you know, deal was, you know, I, I don't mind being sort of, you know, I'll, I'll reach out, but you can go out and X, Y, and Z, yeah. come back. If that was the deal, then that was the deal. But that's not the deal that you made. The, the deal that you made is one on one. You're my only one, and I'm I'm going to be yours. And when that deal is broken. Okay. <laughs> I think that's why uh, the Bible, um, a lot in the New Testament, it refers to the church as the wife and the bride. The bride. The bride. <laughs> the bride. And Jesus is the groom, right? Because in, in a husband and wife relationship, it's not, you know, oh, I'm going to spend time with my husband Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. And then, you know, I'm kind of bored, so I'm just going to go out and just, yeah, all yeah. that, right? Yeah. Um, you can't do that. Uh, that's kind of adulterous. Um, kind of? <laughs> it is definitely adulterous. But, I mean, definitely you don't have to, like, adulterous. I'm not saying you, you have to, like, go to someone else. I'm, I'm just saying, you know, I'm take a day Take a day without being your, with your husband. I'm not saying necessarily with anyone else. You just take a break. Just taking a break. Just go out with your friends. For the yeah. whole day, you could do that. And so, what, I'm just not going to see my husband at all. What's I'm just going to. He's <laughs> calling you, but you don't pick up. He's texting you, but you don't respond. I'm just going to wait. No, today's just for my friends. Don't look at me. It's me day. It's me day. Yeah, it's a me day. It's not our day. I'm taking care of myself. You know, with that analogy that she was talking about, you know how the church is the bride and everything. Yeah. Whenever we talk about we want to break and like we're just going to hang out with our friends. It's like what reminded me is you know whenever you say I do at the end of the, at the end of the wedding yeah. it's like whenever you're agreeing to that you're basically saying to God that I'm giving my everything to you right I'm not gonna take a break I'm, or you know 
uh, the part of the deal was I'm not going to take a break. I'm, no. You're my number one. Mm -hmm. So whenever we take that break, we're technically getting a divorce. We're, we're yeah. breaking up. You're cheating. Right? You're cheating. Yeah. So whenever, we're, whenever we have that relationship with God, mm -hmm. the reason why we need to be faithful is because that's what our relationship is what our relationship is that's just like the deal the kind of deal that we made with god if we're gonna like if we're gonna give god our life we're not giving him 50 percent. we're not giving him a part of it we're not giving him our weekends or weekdays we're giving him everything we give him 100 can you give yourself every day you're it's supposed exactly. to right? that's the you can't spend all yeah, day that's that, that's true the but that's why we need God to help us to get to that point. You know, it's by ourselves, it's impossible to give everything we have. Yeah, but here's the thing. The thing that's mentioned is like uh, um, the break analogy. Again, it's, it's, these are analogies. But like, what, are, what is happening when you're taking a break from God? And also, you're not going to be in a vacuum space, right? There's yeah. always something, something else, right? Yeah, so there's no such thing as I'm just going to go into this neutral state where... Yeah. I'm, I'm going to be fine. It's the Bible. It, it's really, really clear. But, you know, there's darkness and then there's light. There's right and then there's wrong. Yeah. There's no fine line that you can stand on and be like, I'm right enough to be here. That does sort of lukewarm movement. Right. Is like, yeah. You, you can't. Yeah, you can't. You, you really can't do that. And there's no such thing yeah. as a natural state. And so, for example, Jesus says, uh, pray without ceasing. That's not like Jesus didn't pray like. 24 without C twenty four seven, yeah, he had lunch with people, you know. So, <laughs> yeah, so you know, it's it's a more of speaking of continuously think about me as I will be thinking about you, kind of thing. And I think uh, just to go on a small tangent uh, with the with like struggling with like different things or struggling in keeping a relationship with God, I think a lot of people tend to see it as oh, well, I know God, and I love God, and I believe that He exists, but I just can't do it anymore. And they see the struggle as they're just sitting there and waiting for something to happen. But when we see what struggle is portrayed in the Bible, it's reaching out to God. It's, it's calling for Him. It's, it's going, God, I need you. That's struggling. It's not just saying, oh, you know, I don't feel anything today, so I'm just going to sit here. But it's like, God, I don't feel you. I want to feel you. I want yeah. to see you. Right? I think um, I've heard that so many times. Like I'm just, I'm just here waiting. But yeah. he's already here. What are you waiting yeah. for? Just reach out. That's I love, I love the. Oh, you go ahead. You go ahead. You're talking. Okay. So I was gonna say, um, it's what you said. Enough what you said. Waiting is not literally sitting down. Like next day, next week. No, it's actually doing. There's mm -hmm. that after reaching. Yeah. There's the active reading your Bible. Mm -hmm. There's the active relationally talking to people. It is the active duty. It is mm -hmm. the active reaching out. Like within, within a relationship. If something is amiss, I'll be like, uh, I'll do this I'm just going to wait until the other person I'm just wait until it passes over. No, you got to fix it there and there. Because it's only a matter of time. That's going of course. It's just like your relationship with God. If you're in a bad place, you're like, oh, it'll, it'll fix itself later. It's not. You gotta go and fix it. There and then, as soon as you recognize it. It's just like a wound, too. Oh, you see a wound, you're bleeding out. You're like, oh, it's gonna fix itself later. Oh, no. It's not. Technically. You got it. But is very special. Something is. Heals itself. But it's 
it's the action behind it. It's not just hearing it, but it's the action behind it. Love is action as well. Faithfulness is action. Yeah. I keep thinking you're dead. I, I know. Looking at <laughs> I'm like, I'm like ah. let me go on. You know your next is like, what is it? Yeah. I'm not saying anything. Go ahead. I'm not getting No, no. So, um, I think the problem we have when we approach God is if we're going to think about it as like we're in a relationship and then we have to be constantly in his presence. We don't like, if you're in a relationship with someone, you just don't be like, well, um, I'm going to have a relationship with them, so I'm going to like put on all my makeup first and be ready and stuff like that. No, you just yeah. approach and be like, I look raggedy, let's go. Like, it's like, <laughs> what the, let's talk and let's fix this. That's how it's supposed to be. It's like, he doesn't expect you to be perfect to approach yeah. him. Approach him even in your imperfection. That's when you build a relationship. Um, so if you take that approach instead of be like, let me you know, feel like I'm in a good mindset to approach him first. That's when you mess up. And then faithfulness is saying, I'm going to be faithful um, even if he won't do the things that he promised me he would do. Just trusting that he will do it, but then even if he doesn't, I'm going to be faithful. It's also one story in Daniel. Three men. Even if he doesn't say that. Even if he doesn't say that. You talked about that yesterday. Oh, girl. Yeah, Blaine talked about it. Yeah, yeah, he did. Blaine talked about it too. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah. Is that their Hebrew name or is that their? That's their changed. Yeah, their Hebrew name. I don't know. Azaria and Bartholomew. Oh yeah, Bartholomew. Daniel was like Belshazzar. Yeah, yeah, Belshazzar. Let's just go back to your thing. That's a good point, though. Like. What they what they said in the face of all of this, uh, you know, they're facing this risk of dying. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're saying we're, we're not going to bow to God, whatever happens, and that's Don't faithful. Yeah. They they didn't say, oh, if okay, we might feel a burn right here <laughs> and over here, so we might we might actually consider bowing to this God. They said we don't care. Make it ten times hotter. Make it twenty times hotter. We will not serve the God that you've like just created. So, uh, if you think about, like, my question earlier is, like, why is it important? Why does God ask us to be faithful every day and not every other day? If you think about it, and if you put, if you put yourself in God's shoes, we, we can't, but... Um, if I, I can phrase the question differently. Why do we need to be faithful? It's because, it's because He is faithful, right? Imagine I'm... Like, it, do, it doesn't even have to be a, rom- a romantic relationship. It could be a, a father-son relationship, or mother-daughter, mother-son, father-daughter, whatever relationship, friend-to-friend relationship. If I'm loyal to you, <laughs> and if I'm, like, if I'm reaching out to you every day, or you know, as, as frequently as possible, um, and if I don't see that you're you're not doing the same, then how would I feel? Left on Exactly. And think about it. We, we have our weaknesses, right? Mm-hmm. We all have something. What, you don't have weakness? I know. 
That is true. China, you have no way you can assist. Right? So yeah. we all have, you know, some like we're all we've all fallen, right? And we all have some some shortcoming when it comes to God. But you know, if you if you compare what I what I said earlier, like if you put yourself in God's shoes, you can't because He is perfect, and we can't say, oh, He wasn't faithful to me on this day, so next week. I will back time. The revenge. You can't say that. Yeah. And so, because he's faithful every day, we need to be faithful as much as we can. Yeah. Although we can't, we can't fulfill that. And we need his his mercy and his grace to do that, right? Um, and my next point is, we need to be faithful. It's another reason why we need to be faithful. Being faithful towards God encourages others. It encourages others to, to approach God in the same way. Mm. Like, if I'm with you guys, if I'm if I'm in this fellowship with you guys, if we if we meet every every week or twice a week, and if I if I'm seeing your prayer life, if I'm seeing the way you you interact with God daily, and if I see how faithful you are, and and, and not not just like in your prayer life, if I see how you know, you're you're overcoming all these things that are in your life, all these difficulties, and you stay faithful. The guy said yesterday. He said, "I'm when I when I see the life of 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 uh, Freyot and and Muscana, I'm scared whenever I think of complaining." Yeah. Right. So it, when when your faithfulness is so loud that people can see it, that people can you know observe it from a distance and say, "Oh, this is a special kind of faithfulness," they will be encouraged. They will be inclined to do the same thing because they will see that they're lacking that. Mm. They'll see that they're not doing enough when it comes to their relationship with God. Mm. And so we need to be faithful, not just for ourselves, but to benefit others. Um, so, um, <clears throat> we know that God knows us perfectly, right? Yes. He knows every corner of our mind, every everywhere our thoughts and our minds goes. <laughs> he knows that you're, <laughs> you're struggling. <laughs> One time. Twelve, no, not twelve. It's one ten. Um, he knows everything, so he knows. Like I said, he knows our weaknesses, but he doesn't say, "Oh, he didn't pursue me this day, so I won't be faithful to him." Yeah, that wouldn't be faithfulness at, at all. Exactly. If you look at all, like I'm going back to the Old Testament. If you look at all of that, God, you will see God having these moments where He says, "I will destroy them. I will make them pay for." For forsaking me, but then he's still a redeeming God. Yes. There, there are still parts after that where he always says, "I will bring my nation back to their home." And so he's still faithful. He's, he's through all of that. He's still fulfilling all of his promises. He's never failed one small detail of his promise. And so, with God knowing, with God knowing every like perfect, it's not just like. Knowing, you know, slightly like the, the gist of our, our, our being or our identity. He knows every single detail perfectly. And so that kind of God is, is faithful when we're not faithful. So who are we to say, oh, I can't, I can't trust him on this day. I can't be loyal to him. Mm-hmm. And, and like you said earlier, when, you're, when you stray away from God, you can't just be blank. You'll always be pursuing something else, yeah. and that's 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 the thing that 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 God doesn't like, that 
you're, you're, you're leaving him for something that is so much less. That, that just, you know, in front of his glory, it's, it just fades away. It's nothing. Um, so what are some things that, like, something, like, you can make this personal. What are some things in your life that keep you from being faithful, that give you difficulty? Yeah, you guys go ahead and say yes, thanks. Go for it. I've spoken enough today. I've spoken enough. Today. Someone hasn't said anything. I shall not say nothing. I just... <laughs> Ezra? What? <laughs> You're dead. What is something that keeps you from being faithful? To God. Forget people. Just to God. For what makes you commit adultery on him, huh? <laughs> Wow. Hey, oh. <laughs> <laughs> you go to the wrong road. Is it better when it's phrased that way? It keeps you from being faithful. Like the actual road, but. No. What keeps me from not being faithful? No, what keeps you from being faithful? Like what? It stops you from being faithful to God? Completely. Or hinders you? Yeah. I mean, this is not just on you. I'm sorry. You're like, yeah. it's, 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 it's zoning in on doubt. Yeah. This, this is a, this is a, that's what keeps me away. Doubts? Okay. Explain mm-hmm. that for us. Go ahead. I was trying to get in there. I don't want to say specific thing, but it's just like, when I don't see myself in communion. When you don't see yourself in communion. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's very good. Okay. Say more. He literally said he doesn't want to say anymore. Next. Why does you not being community keep you from being faithful? Like I said, God is ready to receive you every time. So why does your pattern of communion have anything to do with that? When there's like discouragement. Oh yeah. <laughs> when you're not communicating, you're cheating, right? You're doing something else. So I guess that's what he means. Is that it? You're, you're, you're saying that you're actually I'm just kidding. <laughs> Alright, All right. Uh, doubt. If you want to say, like, no pressure, guys. If you, it's fine. Doubting what? What exactly are you doubting? I'm like, like, sometimes we see God, like, from this struggle. But I feel like you get to the next stage. Mm-hmm. But it's like you forget everything He has done whenever you're facing something else. I forget, and I'm like, I can't do this. Tell and then more. it's like, Oof. I brought you from here to here. So what makes you think, like, I can't do it? Yeah. I'll be forgetting sometimes and I have to like remind myself to the things he has done. Distraction maybe? When you find something else Y'all. more appealing. <laughs> Literally <laughs> in my notes. All three are in my <laughs> notes. Look at us. Uh, <laughs> Wait, no, say more, say more. Oh, okay. Um distraction. Um that has it's a big spectrum of distractions like simple things like your phone and movies to like the other end of the spectrum <laughs> I, yeah no, I was, that's what i was thinking that's me but um just what's your friends can be distracting friends unless you have the right ones yeah i parents. would say yeah parents yes <laughs> if you don't have the right ones yeah, yeah. the right parents what do you mean the right thing? The right as in like they are in <laughs> not the ones that they're adopted? <laughs> yeah. Not each no, like those who encourage you to be to be focused on, yeah. on the Lord as opposed to those who yeah. no, it, sometimes, you know, it, it's 
the, 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 the hard part is parents, even if they're Christian and even if they're God loving, without, without yeah. knowing it, they might you know, keep you from pursuing God as much as you want to, you know? especially if you live with them. Okay, yeah, for distraction. Uh, for me, it's more like a phone. When, when it's like, oh, I could pray, but at the same time, uh, well, I don't have Netflix or anything, but if like someone said that there's a new episode of this coming out, I probably should watch that. Like, okay, I'm, I'm going to go a little bit more specific back when I was like in middle like school. Mm. I used to watch episodes. I don't care about middle no, school. Middle You're school. in college. Oh, I used to you were growing you all the way back. You're growing all the way back. You weren't even a believer back then. <laughs> <laughs> How dare Look, you? You can't be distracted if you if, if you there's never... nothing to be distracted from. Oh, okay, example. <laughs> this is an example. An example, right? There was this website that that sent out new episodes weekly, right? And you had a time limit on when you could watch it. You could only watch it for the mm. next week and then it would just disappear, right? What are you watching? <laughs> Wait, what? Are you watching some anime thing? No, it's, oh, no. it's, it's CW. Yeah. So, oh. so no better than anime. Okay, go for it. <laughs> it's even worse. <laughs> yeah. No judgment, guys. Right, so go ahead. No judgment for that. But um, having that like as a thought, like, oh, I need to do this. And you know, God can wait. He's always there, right? Um, just having things that look more appealing or seem like they're going to fade away and that they're so important in reality they're not and sacrificing your time with God for those things only for you to get a small amount of happiness when you could be with God building your life Amen. <laughs> what are the responsibilities School. Can you elaborate? School. Hmm? Can you say more? Like school, a job, mm-hmm. you know, like there's things you have to pursue in, in this world, you know, to have a happy life, such as money and stuff. Mm. Will it give you a happy life? <laughs> exactly. You said the non Christian thing in there. You mentioned happy and money together. That's a no no. Dollar. Money, money. You're right. You're right. So yeah, as much as as much as God understands that we all have like earthly responsibilities, you know, we all live in this world. We have to survive, and we can't we can't just live like someone who doesn't live on this earth and expect to to be able to serve God. Like you know, we have to work so that we can you know live so that we can come to church, right? So. Small things like that, but it, it, there's there's a point where it just exceeds the amount that we're expected to do, mm. and we're, <laughs> we're 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 starting to commit our lives to those worldly responsibilities, yeah. more than you know, more than a good amount. So talk, please. But I just noticed that every single thing that everyone was talking about is uh, fleshly. It's everything with the cardinal mind. Everything that is based on outside factors, um, but there's also factors, <laughs> different things that could happen. I mean, this wasn't factors. 
The comedian thing? Yeah, it's like a personal Yeah. Um, but there's also like uh, spiritual as well. Um, like, um, like, how do I explain this? Like, like with, with faithfulness, that's something that you would do for instance, something like that. And so many other things. There, there's so many things. <laughs> no, she just said, huh? But also, like, what about spiritually? That's You want to circle back to it? Yeah. Laziness. You said spiritual distractions. Oh, oh the intangible distractions. Yeah. For me, it's like you said, like everything yeah, that was a fleshly but just thinking about it, like the yeah. spiritual sense. Mm-hmm. You know what would that be? I'm gonna ask you back that question. <laughs> so let's say. Oh, that's my point. You can't take it back. You can't take lazy. That's my point. Things that distract you, okay, not not distraction, but things that rob you from the fruits of the spirit. What would that be? Mm. Dear God, God, let <laughs> the man talk. Jesus. So like, uh, like gentleness, kindness, loving, and stuff like that. But how would like, you can still show all of that fleshly wise, and you can be unkind to someone, but also it can affect them, not just how they are, but it can also affect them spiritually too. How they can also affect them spiritually. I don't know how to explain it. Um. Awesome. Well, I, have a so, I was just going to say one word. Uh, not, no, like, not being able to forgive, but also spiritually hinder you. Very much, actually. Hold on. For real, you really can't just have a relationship with God. Okay. Um, I'm trying to wrap my head around it. Oh. So, I feel like also, like, seeing God the wrong way can hinder you for faithfulness. And it's where, like, so, you know how Mark was talking about how, like, whenever you see other people, like, having immense faithfulness that it encourages others to have to be more faithful and see their lack but sometimes you can see it the wrong way you can be like okay I'm gonna pray more and you go home and pray and the next day you're like now I need some miraculous thing to happen in my life where I'm rich or something like that and that's that's your mindset it's like well it happened to them and, and why why isn't it happening to me it's like well they're faithful and like now they're you know flourishing and I'm, I've been faithful now, like, where's my stuff? And so whenever you see in the wrong sense of what our relationship with God is supposed to be, then it's like it kind of discourages you. It, it's, it goes where you see other people having faithfulness and you have that jealous mindset of going, you know, I want to be faithful too, and I tried, but, like, nothing's happening to me. But, yeah. you know, if you have that patience to and, like, genuinely find that, Relationship and generally find that connection you have with God. Then, just seeing God the right way is very important because you can have all these earthly distractions, and you know if you go to God in the wrong way, or if you see other people's spiritual lives in the wrong sense, then it can be discouraging. So basically, prepares. Yeah. Thank you for trying to orate what I was trying to say. <laughs> Laziness. 
Go ahead. Elaborate. Why do you sound like Elaborate. When you watch two soccer highlights. <laughs> 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 But laziness, uh, it, it's like it usually it, it's, it's associated with something, you know, like you don't, you don't want to do something. You're just lacking, all right. It, but there's this s- spiritual laziness that that comes up. Um, I guess another word for it would be like complacency, where even among what you would call mature Christians uh, or those who have been in the faith for a while or whatever, where you sort of just get into a, a rhythm of things, and then you know whatever desire that you're like, I've already read Ephesians, I've already read Philippians, I've already read this, I've already read that. And then you get into this, you know, sort of complacency of, I got it, right? And so you'd see, for example, people that used to bring their Bibles every single time. You would see people that, you know, were like really, really good prayers. They would be taking notes as, as somebody was pre. They get to a certain point where they now feel like, you know, I already know that stuff. And then when you get into that sort of complacency, then the word stops making sense. It, it stop, you, you start to be dull and sensitive to the spirit and sensitive to other people and uh, you know that in and of itself is sort of being, being unfaithful you're, you, you're in a way saying God I've transitioned from being called it your child to being an adult kind of thing and you're, you're never going to be an adult right? in, that, in that sense so laziness slash complacency not just in new Christians, but I think more especially in what you would call older, mature Christians. And that then sucks. You know, there, there's the right precedent that you're setting, and then there's a wrong precedent that you're setting. And then when you see what you'd call mature Christians showing up, and they're leaving in the middle of the word because they think that whoever is preaching is not preaching something that's you know new or high revelation or whatever... Then you you start to take on that that thing. It's like, oh, so you even did know. He said, ah, you already read that, you know. Like our Bible study was better than this when we were, you know, twenty years ago. We did this, you know, like. But you realize that like the best kinds of preachers, the best kinds of teachers, whenever a young guy sits, you know, standing and he's preaching, they're taking notes. And it's not necessarily because the guy's saying something new. It's because. He's saying something, but it's, it's sort of hitting them in a different way. And then it's bringing up something that they already know. And they're making connections. And they're really, really... And then, like, at the end, you'll see the guy that's, that's supposed to know all of it going up and shaking the, the new preacher's hand and be like, you know, God bless you and everything. And then the people sitting in the back is like... And that's when you realize, like, oh, this church is about to die. Because... They're expecting some kind of new revelation. There is no new revelation. There are 66 books. The book is the same. It's been interpreted. Like, there's nothing new per se. But the spirit renews. And when, when yeah. someone is growing complacent, they're not, they, they're not being renewed. That fire is sort of dying out. Mm-hmm. But nobody ever catches on because they're the mature Christians. Right? So 
Laziness flash. They haven't and they've reverted back to their old days of not being it's like yeah. they're, they're taking a posture of not being able to receive yeah because like they don't think they need it that, that, that pastor who knows everything yeah it's only because he has that you know that readiness yeah. to receive and he wants to receive that you know God is actually giving him something yes sir you know, to those that don't want anything to add, to those that are not seeking for this, this wisdom yeah. they're, only, they're only seeking it on their own terms God isn't going to give it to them mm-hmm. and so when like I said when, when they're complacent to, to pursue God, you know, when other people aren't doing the same thing, then, you know, they won't receive anything. Yeah. You know, it, it, it could be really easy for them to say, we, we've done this, we've heard this so many times. <laughs> I've, heard, I've heard people say, I've seen this on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I've heard the same guy say the same thing and repeat it. He just rinsed and repeated it when he came on stage. Yeah. But, you know, okay, then why don't you go up there and preach? Like, if you know everything. You could ask them that they question, but, <laughs> but they won't because, you know, they're, they are complacent. They, they're just there to, to just sit and, and watch and, and judge. Yeah. I think and so, this is why um, we always talk at the same time. <laughs> 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 no, no. I know. I think this is why there's, like, such a high movement with, like, um, prosperity. prosperity gospel because people want something that makes them feel good. It's more of like a, a motivation speech than motivational speech than like the actual word. The truth. That's boring to them. But if they're like, if the preacher is telling you, God's gonna give you this because it's said in the Bible and out of context. <laughs> and I'm like, well, excuse me Just bring it a little bit further down. It said if you do this and this and this, then maybe you that will happen. But it's, yeah. it's also. Like, uh, I also uh, when I was when you guys were talking about complacency, 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 numbness. Yes. Oh no, wait, that's not what I Complacency is a little bit more smart to say than saying numbness. You'll sound a lot smarter if you say complacency. Complacency. You forget about talking about it. Can't move your mouth. Complacency, right? There you go. Thank you. I think. Uh, when, whenever you guys were talking about it, I thought of baptism class, right? Um, for those in baptism mm. class. Um, it's essentially, Donnie says it all the time as well, this isn't something new. This yeah. isn't something that's supposed to be mm-hmm. like a revelation. This is the basics. This is the core of Christianity that I'm yeah. teaching you guys. You guys may have heard it, but I need to teach it to you to make sure that you know it is the basics. And, you know, it's crossed my mind. I'm like, oh, I, I know about temptation. Like, I know that... You know, it's it's not from God. Da, 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 like Don is just repeating what I'm saying, but I I have to go. Whoa, not do that because then I block myself. Like you guys said, you block yourself from being able to gain something and to learn mm-hmm. something new. And so to say, I don't really want to go because it's things that I've heard. You know, I could pull up like you know in quarantine we studied Mark Mark and Matthew. Like I I two gospels down. I I know everything. Yeah. You can't teach me the basics again, but. When, whenever I sat down and said, hey, you actually have to listen to what Donnie's saying. Because first, I didn't learn Matthew and Mark from Donnie. So that in itself is already new. Yeah. Um, I see his side and his interpretation of it. And it's taught to me, and yes, I've heard these stories, I've heard these verses before, very basic verses as well. It's 
it's really nice, a little beginner's thing. It was great. I love <laughs> baptism class, and I hope we can go back to it. It's been like three weeks. Honestly. <laughs> Other passion, please. <laughs> but it's, it's, it's such a nice class. Um, oh, let me advertise. Um, I highly recommend. I highly recommend. Highly recommend. We need 100 out of 10. To always have to remind myself, like, yeah, you might have read Mark and Matthew and have done a, a, deep, a, deep, a, deep dive. a deep dive, a thorough analysis of those two books, that doesn't mean I know everything. That doesn't mean that I've, even like in baptism class, I still learn new things that I've heard before. It's like a reminder. And it's like God going, hey, Go back to this. You forgot about this. Right? It's it's always good to get the reminder, to get the refreshment. And you hear it from different perspectives. I mean, you, I haven't heard it from Donnie yet. Um, and not be complacent because that is, I think, what you guys were saying, that is when you downfall. When you think that you know everything and there's nothing else to be taught to you or everything sounds the same and it's not new. It's, it's the same thing what Nardi was saying. It's those people that want to want to feel something whenever um, something is taught or they want to have something to where it energizes them it's like motivation but really it's truth and that's what we take for it's not supposed to be like and Jesus will make you happy healthy wealthy you know that (laughs) yeah it's not she went down all the wise it's not that (laughs) that's not what he promised he promised himself to us that was his promise so It's also beautiful that if you go on any Easter uh, program, there's there's not. I mean, after the first five years, <laughs> after you teach about it, there's nothing new that you can say. As in new, as in th- there there it is, right? But if you're like, if you're not if you're not rejoicing every time you you hear like, he's resurrected indeed, mm. and that. When, when we die, we'll be resurrected like him, and we'll be his child. And it's like, you know? Why can't you tell me something like, I already know during the Last Supper, he did what? He went ahead and had communion. He said, do this in remembrance of me. Yes, sir. In everything, in everything, to remember what he has done. His faithfulness to us on what he did on the cross. Right. And literally saying, hey, I did this for you. Remember this and keep this in your heart. Yes. Over and over. Somehow, some way. <laughs> We're going to have to remember that. Yes. It is very important to do so. Is the church over? I'm not sure. I was going to check the live stream. I I think it's still going. Listen, he doesn't want to leave. Let him come back. (laughs) He might be praying (laughs) up. Will you drive him back? What are you doing? We're not done, guys. Let me me wrap up. So, um, I love everything that y'all said. It's like... Pretty much, it's, it's nothing different from what I would have said. Pretty much like doubt, distractions, comparisons. Um, I really like what Ezra said as well. You know, just realizing or blaming yourself on the fact that you haven't had time to spend with God as much 
So you're pushing yourself away even more. God knows that you haven't been with him as much. And, and his, his, his state of, or his posture is to, to receive you back again. Saying, oh, I miss you. But you're, you're here saying, oh, he might. He doesn't want me, I guess. If, if I haven't been with him all these days, who am I to come back to his glory? That's not what God says. He misses you. And, and he, he wants you to come back to his altar, to come back to his throne. Um, and so all of those, the doubt, the comparisons, uh, I, lo- I love the comparison thing because um, it, the, the, the faithfulness thing affecting others, it does go both ways. If you're, if you're unfaithful, that does um, rub off on someone. And um, if, you're, if you're starting to complain in every, in every moment, saying, oh, God, God doesn't want me to do these things, I'm just going to leave it, then you'll, you'll, you'll probably cause other people to do the same. You yeah. cause others to, to stumble. Um, and so, so what we talked about today is faithfulness. And it's a characteristic that develops out of you when you have a, a really increased amount of faith, which is... What are you doing? <laughs> He's like rubbing it. Right. Caressing the phone. So we talked about how faith is, is a characteristic of a person that we're... You're you're sure of things that God has promised without being able to see them, and you're you have you have hope in those things. And so, we read about all these people that had faith without being able to see what God has told them, without being able to to clearly envision the outcomes of what they'll do. You know, he didn't know. Going back to Noah, he didn't know how long the boat was going to be. He didn't know how much he had to spend, how much time he had to dedicate to that. He was like, okay. Oh God, okay, tell me how long is it going to be? <laughs> no. I'll get all the wood. Uh, yeah. So, so if you're faithful enough, which you can't be as, as faithful as God wants you to be, we're, we're always working towards that goal. And, and through His grace and His mercy, we're able to achieve that. And that, that in itself is faith. You know, I'm lacking in this, in this area of my life. I can't be faithful to Him. I have so many things, like worldly things, that distract me. That... I can't come to his throne every time. I can't seek his face all the time. But God knows that, and he'll help me through that. He'll provide me ways, you know. We, we can say, like, I, I, I say this to myself, that I don't have time. Like, I, I did not have time today at all to see his face. But then I find, I find myself doing meaningless things, just wasting my time and going on YouTube or whatever. Um, so when you always look back, it's, it's, it's easier to... Hindsight is twenty twenty, and it's it's always easier to, to to see things more clearly. But we should always work towards trying to trying to be faithful to him in in the words we say, in the things we do, in the ways we interact with people. Um, and I think one um, one way of, of of practicing this faithfulness is by just just seeking his face, knowing that he'll receive you. you, you He's not, he's not a God that, that will reject you because you're not doing as much as, as, as Beanie's doing or as much as Mookie's doing. If you seek him in a way that you do it, in a way that, 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 that you and God only know, then he will receive it. Mm-hmm. If you know that he'll receive whatever you have for him, you know, we, we read about uh, Cain and Abel, right? Mm-hmm. Abel tried his best you know, he, had, he, he offered the best of what he could, knowing that God will receive this. But 
Cain was like, oh, I'm just going to you know, take whatever I have around here and just put it on the altar. And God didn't receive that. So then he, after, after knowing that, Cain said, oh, hmm, Abel's must have been better. So I should, you know, he, the, the, the jealousy started creeping in. And, and that's when God warned him. And, and yes. it, it happened exactly. That it, it exactly happened as he predicted. And so our faithfulness starts to increase the more and more we see God more clearly <laughs> before we fall. <laughs> so, so always, always seek, always, always be faithful to his name because he is faithful. Amen. Not, not because it's what we're called to do. It's, it's, it's what we should naturally do knowing that he is a faithful God and you will never forsake. He won't seek you one day and then be with the other person the next day. He's with, with all of us every day. Right? So... With that, let's uh, let's do a short prayer. Is there done? Father God, we bless your name. We give you glory. We give you honor with everything that we have, Lord. Even though we fall short, even though our minds can't comprehend your power and 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 what an awesome God that you are, Lord. With what we have, with with the little amount that we understand, Lord, we. We give you honor, Lord. And today, I thank you that you, you've spoken through me, Lord. You've, you've put this in my heart um, to say, Lord, I, I thank you that you've blessed the conversation that we've had, Lord, the discussions about how faithful you are and how faithful that we should be, Lord. I thank you for everyone here. Father, I, I bless your name for, for what you've done in our lives, what you did yesterday, and what you're doing today, and what you do tomorrow. Lord, I thank you for, for everyone here. I pray especially for, for Mookie as he's getting ready to leave, Lord. I pray that you make his, his travel safe. I pray that, that you, you make your way in everything that he does. I pray that whatever he sees while he goes there, I pray that it's from you. I pray that, I pray that he's ready to, to receive. I pray that, like we said, I pray that he's, he's not complacent when it comes to coming to your kingdom, Lord. I pray that he takes in every moment of his stay there with an open mind, with an open heart, seeing everything like new, Lord. Lord, we love your presence. Amen. Lord, help us seek seek your face each and every day, Lord. Amen. Help us be amazed in, in, in even the smallest things that you do, Lord. Amen. Let us not see what you've done for others and say, Lord, you haven't been as good to me. Because you are always good. You are always a provider, Lord. Lord, we thank you for your grace. Lord, be with us the rest of this day. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen.